Hey, what's going on, everyone? Welcome to Let's Be Real. I'm your host, Joe Mambu. And I'm Cheyenne Finch. Hey, what's going on? So there's no Big Sherm today, and that's okay. Big Sherm has required us with some dope topics to talk about, and uh, we will be discussing those dope topics. One of the dope topics is one of the dopest people in the world right now, and she's uh, at the top of her A-game, Simone Biles. We also want to talk about, right? She killing. She is Mm -hmm. killing. And we also want to talk about the overuse of the term in sports called GOAT, right? You know, the GOAT used to mean the greatest of all time. Now it sounds like a participation trophy. If you have a good season, all right? You're automatically automatically go. And I don't like that, right? I don't like participation trophies. They don't mean shit in the long (laughs) scheme thing. And then the topic we didn't have, uh, but I wanted to talk about it. Um, Charles Barkley, I'm talking about him rooting against the Brooklyn Nets. And if you've listened to the podcast quite a few times, you have... Uh, heard me talk about the Brooklyn Nets. I refer to them as the soulless New York team. Uh, the team with the heart of New York has got bounced out the finals by the Atlanta Hawks. But that's okay, right? They don't have superstars like the soulless one. But um, before uh, we get into that, let's talk about Simone Biles and how she's dominating the yes. game, right? Now she's the actual GOAT. <laughs> she, yo, listen, listen. I, I hear you. She's she's doing some things. I mean, she's doing what is what is the move that she's doing right now that I heard the the double Yurchenko and like she's getting like six point sevens on it. And, you know, for such a difficult move that people can't perform, it's you look at it as like a low score. Right. Mm-hmm. Like why the judges would give that. um give that move such a low score when much you know most gymnasts can and do it or they could do it in practice she's actually doing this in games one right. of the last few cha- one of the last few championships she was in she did it four times so i look at that like that's crazy impressive and mm-hmm. um for that to be rated low is crazy now she has this stitching of this uh goat uh in her uniform and i'm like Psh, listen you know, Kendrick always say black boy fly, but, you know, black in this uh, in this case, black girl fly because she's doing it. And Honestly, I, I think it's the greatest in all sports, not even just gymnastics, like of all athletes right now. She's the greatest. Yeah. 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 She I, she's definitely performing at a high level. You know, she started, you know, when she was 13 and whatnot in this game. But, you know, she's 24 and could you even say she's hitting her prime? I don't know. I don't know the prime for gymnastics. That's a little weird to me. My glasses are foggy, so I'm going to take these off. And I look um, cockeyed. But, <laughs> but. I, you could easily say that this is her prime just because she's mm-hmm. still young. Um, yeah. And she's still, um, I wouldn't say new because, like, she's been doing this for a long time. But she's still yeah. very young. And, but, and she's a professional about it. So... Yeah. It's definitely her prime because naturally as an athlete, as you age, as you grow, like your body gets weaker and your body gets more tired and yeah. she may find some difficulties in the next coming yeah. years after yeah. performing as highly as she does. But oh, man. I find it hard to believe that she's going to um, she's going to peak anytime soon. I think she's going to keep performing at the rate that she is for yeah. a while and she's going to Tokyo next year. So, 
Wait, is it next year? Or is it? Is it? Is it? I think it's. I think it's later this summer. No, I might be wrong. This summer? The Tokyo Games? I. I don't know, man. I think the I Tokyo mean, Games is this year, man. Is it I don't this know. Year COVID. Could be this year. COVID racked every. You know, messed everything because it was supposed to be twenty twenty. And, you know, obviously. So I don't know if they're taking a two-year hiatus. I think it may be this year, I believe. Um, okay. But, yeah. She's going, so how do you feel, like, how do you feel, like, in, in, in the year. Tokyo games, how do you think? She, it's this year, yeah. Yes. So how do you think she's going to perform? Because, you know, uh, you know, amongst her peers and her contemporary, like, she's untouched. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, she's you currently know, we, unbeatable. We, yeah. Honestly, so I is this, really is this just like a weird is this just like a weird zone that she ends like what do you Yeah, you know I mean, I don't I don't know. I don't think there's anything weird about it. I think she's put in the work, yeah. the dedication. Um this is literally her passion, her life, and she's mm-hmm. performing on a level that other people don't because she's so dedicated. <laughs> she's so serious about it. Like, have you seen yeah. her body? Like, she is. Yeah. She's beyond fit. Fit is an understatement. She's stout. Like, yeah, she's she's <laughs> stacked a million. This is what she does, and yeah. she's um she's reaping the benefits of that dedication of that focus. So I yeah. definitely, I. She's definitely walking going home with gold, and nothing yeah. less. It it was crazy because in 2016 her teammate um, was just happy to get silver, mm-hmm. um, because Simone Biles' dominance within that um, Olympic game was just ridiculous. She was 20, mm-hmm. like this is she, oh, man. She's she's doing some amazing stuff, man. And this this move that she does, I think it's kind of lame that the judges give it such a low rating, right? But then mm-hmm. it also attributes to the dominance of Simone Biles because one of the theories is that they don't want other gymnastics trying this move because how dangerous it is. So it was crazy that the reporter asked her, you know, hey, why do you do this move if it's giving you such a low rating? Uh, if they're not, if they're not rating it high because she's winning, mm-hmm. so she's not getting low ratings, basically. And she was like, because I could do it. And listen, that's some boss level type shit, because Mm -hmm. if you're kicking ass the entire, you know, your entire time in the championship games and the Olympics and you get, you know, you try, you know, you 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 doing shit just for the fuck of it. If you Mm -hmm. think about it, like her, 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 you know, her move and apparently she has four signature moves named after her. That's how dominant she is. Wow. I don't you know, I'm. I don't know the actual names, you know, but she has four signature moves named after her. Um, So that's how dominant she is right now. And it's just crazy to me. Uh, I've never really taken a look at gymnastics, not because it was I thought it was lame or anything. But, you know, I'm a basketball guy. Of course. Uh, Yeah, I've always been about football, so I've never followed it. Honestly, she's been excelling so well. She's the reason I even know anything about it now. Like, yeah. Like, I didn't know any famous gymnast names prior to Simone Biles. Beats me, yeah. The fact that she's filtering into other um, demographics, like people that don't pay it any mind, know who Simone Biles is. Like, you have to be living under a rock to not know Simone Biles. It's funny because you said... No, go ahead, I'm sorry. I was just saying, I think that also attributes to why she's the greatest athlete 
right now like of all of all the sports because it's like there are of course there are other athletes that are great within their own um territory respective sport yeah like tom brady serena williams all of them they're great tom brady they're great within their own territory but um to compare them to simone biles one um she does have the benefit of her age so yeah So she's ahead on that, but still she's performing better than these athletes can. I I mean, you think about the championships and the medals that she's won. It's more it's more combined than what Tom Brady is. And, you know, some people would, you know, constitute Tom Brady as probably the goats of all goats. Right. Mm -hmm. Because he has more championships than even Michael Jordan himself. Mm -hmm. And the story that, you know, Tom Brady was like the last round you know, pick a pick in the last round. But Simone Biles, what she's doing right now kind of attributes to like my generation and like when Tiger Woods came on the scene. Mm-hmm. Because Tiger Woods, it was like you had this black dude who was just a beast. And, you know, prior to Tiger Woods, I couldn't tell you about golf. Like the only reason I know about Phil Mickelson is because of Tiger Woods, right? right? Phil Mickelson been in the game longer than Tiger. But the only reason I know about that is because he bridged that gap, right? You got this black dude dominating the game. Black people will take notice. Not even just black people, but, you know, any ethnicity that is not the Aryan race. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, right. But Simone Biles is doing that right now. She's been doing it for a very long time. You know, mm-hmm. and I'm interested to see the Tokyo games and I'm interested to learn more about the 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 sports of gymnastic and, and see about these four signature moves. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. that's crazy. That's yeah. crazy. The only signature <laughs> move I know and it's because I'm a basketball head for the most part is the sham God. You know what I mean? And that was uh, that that's a that's a dangerous move. Um uh, in the sport of basketball. But I'm definitely interested in seeing Simone Biles. She is, like you said, one of the goats right now in the game, right? And mm-hmm. I know we use that to- that term loosely, but the shit that she's doing is unprecedented. And, um, yeah, kudos to her, man. I can't wait to see more what she could do. She has a lot of year left to her. She's only 24 years old, and she already got the right. game on lock. So this might be another Tiger situation, you know what I'm saying, if it's not yeah. already. You know what I'm saying? But the next thing I want to talk about is the overused term in sports when it comes to calling, you know, talking about a great athlete, right? And it's the word GOAT. And I understand it, and but I I think that other people don't understand what the word GOAT means, right? Because they use it so loosely, and, you know, I hate... You know, a lot of the time, especially in football, right? You use the term in football, like, you know, they, they'll call a guy like Drew Brees the GOAT. And I'm like, but how? You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. he's probably the greatest of all time for the New Orleans Saints, right? Um, Maybe even the Chargers. I doubt it. No, it's probably Phillip Rivers. <laughs> but but, but they, they use the term a lot in sports, and I think it gets watered down, right? You know, mm-hmm. you got, you know, me, growing up, um, even before I was born, 
You know, Muhammad Ali used the term GOAT. All right, greatest of all time. Now, his boxing record wasn't spotless like Floyd Mayweather. Muhammad Ali was 56 and 5, you know, mm-hmm. in his fights. But, you know, the, the, the impact he had on social justice, so, uh, him against social injustice, right? Mm-hmm. Um, defeating the government when, you know, he's like, them Viet Congs ain't do nothing to me. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Uh, his boxing record, him, you know, he lost some prominent fights. He is 56 and 5. But, you know, his punching power is up there with anybody else. He kind of he flipped the term GOAT before it was looked at as a negative thing, um, before it was looked at as just an animal. But Ali was kind of the ones who, you know, I'm the greatest of all time. We, we heard right. it. We've seen the clips. Um, but the term gets used a lot now, and I don't like it, you know, to the point where it feels like kind of a bit of a, like a participation trophy amongst other sports, right? You know, the you know, Tom Brady to me, you know, we'll go down to sports. Tom Brady for me in football is the greatest of all time. You know what I'm saying? And it's not yeah. even so much about I mean, it has to do with the seven rings, of course, because you know, before that it was Joe Montana. Mm-hmm. Right. We was calling Joe Montana the GOAT and then Brady got into that number four title and we was like, Oh, but you know, Montana did it like this, that, that. But Brady right now for football is the GOAT. He's not the most talented, right? We have to get that correct. He's not the most talented. The most talented quarterback I've ever seen is Aaron Rodgers. But to win games, you need more than talent. But mm-hmm. they will call but some people will say Aaron Rodgers is a GOAT. He is one of the greatest. He is not the greatest of all time. Right. I feel the same. Pat Mahomes has the potential to be the greatest of all time if he continues on his streak of going to Super Bowls and winning Super Bowls. Right now, he's one of the greatest talents. He is not mm-hmm. the greatest of all time. That What that does is incorporate your entire career. Pat Mahomes is still too new. Aaron Rodgers' career is not finished yet. I don't think he's ever going to reach seven rings. Right. right? But... And honestly, it takes more than just seven rings to be be to go. I so mean, honestly, I mean, it takes um, more. Yeah, go ahead. So with Tom Brady, I think what makes him um, the goat, unfortunately, like, I know, unfortunately, I, I'm same here. The length of his career, I think, um, feeds into it because most men would have retired by his age. They would have yeah. like thrown in the towel and been done with the game. But he's so yeah. determined to be the best that he's still yeah. going and he's still going strong. Yeah. Which is amazing. Yeah, it, it is. But you know, a lot of the things too, what, you know, I'm not a Tom Brady fan. I'm with you. I do respect the shit out the guy. Right. Because if you, you got to respect it, him, even though like, you know, we all hate him. Yeah. He's but like, <laughs> yeah. He's, he's, he's lame to me. I mean, I do like Tampa Brady more than Patriots Brady. I would say that. As but the thing, if you look just, at it's in my contract, I have to hate Brady. <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel, it's in the DNA. I feel you. Exactly. Uh, I mean, the the one thing I would say that, you know, Tom Brady is a leader. Right. And he's able to galvanize the guy. I think what a lot of people don't talk about with Tom Brady being the greatest of all time and it's just for football. I want people to know this is just for football. Um, he's willing to take pay cuts where other quarterbacks are like. Listen, give me my money. I need it. I need to be the highest paid athlete. 
Tom Brady's like, listen, I'll take 20 mil a year. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'll take 25 mil a year. You know what I'm saying? You got Dak Prescott, who's, you know, north of 40 mil for the Dallas Cowboys. It hasn't done shit, right? Like, if you think mm-hmm. about it, Dak's Prescott contract is all based off the potential of what he can do from the look for them five seasons we saw Dak be in the Dallas Cowboys uniform. Right. Right? Where Tom Brady's like, listen, I want to give Shaq Burry money. I need A.B. I want Mike Evans and Chris Godwin to get paid. You know, Brady's worrying about the defensive players. So you look at Brady and you're like, listen, he was able to turn a guy like A.B. around, focus on the game of football. And that might not have been a hard uh, thing to do because A.B. is about his football, even though, you know, he's kind of ridiculous off the field. But the optics, you know, make it look like Brady can do a wonderful job mm-hmm. in turning guys around, right? And then you, you got to remember the, the head coach, you know, he was running his offense. And, his, you know, Brady was able to convince him, hey, let's, let's run some of that Tampa Bay. You know what I'm saying? And he ran some of that Tampa Bay. And they got them in the second half of the season. They dominated all the way to the Super Bowl. So Grady to me is the the the, the um, best of all time, greatest of all time for football, right? Mm-hmm. Um, hold on. And again, yeah, go ahead. It boils down to what you're willing to dedicate to your craft. Like Simone Biles is the greatest of all time because of yeah. how much work she put in. She puts in how much oh, yeah. dedication, how much she's oh, yeah. willing to sacrifice everything she's mm-hmm. willing to do. Tom Brady, like you said, willing to take pay cuts because it's not about hey, the money yeah. for him. He does yeah, this for not. the love of it. He does it because he wants to be the best to do it. He moved yeah. to us, to a team that with that, instead of retiring, he moved to a team that, held less esteem than where he just was. So to prove that he was yeah. the greatest of all time, that he could lead yeah. another team to yeah. the Super yeah. Bowl that wasn't yeah. getting Super Bowl wins. Yeah. He literally went great- to an underdog team just to prove that he's the GOAT. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they went from Jameis Winston to, most, you know, arguably the most decorative quarter signal call in the game today. Right. And this is the, you know, the, you know, having the, comfortableness in new england with a head coach who is probably going to be labeled as greatest of all time but brady is so driven by competition that he's like no i'm going to leave this security blanket in new england and i'm going to play somewhere else he didn't play in tampa bay to be closer to his son i totally dig that that you know that's respectable as well but brady is so driven he could have called it he could have called it after six, right? He really could have mm-hmm. called it. He probably, probably in the back of Psycho Tom's mind, though, is somebody could get close to six. Somebody could get close to six. It may not be, you know, Rodgers. It may not be Justin Herbert. We got to see what his career is going to be, or even uh, Joe Burrow, mm-hmm. um, or even Russell Wilson. But there's a guy named Pat Mahomes in Kansas City who could get there close. He's been to what three Super Bowls already? I believe right? so. Yeah. I think three. I think three Super Bowls won one. And listen, to be in the Super Bowl every year is ridiculous. That's not something that's guaranteed. All right. Um, he but doesn't want to be thing surpassed. I don't like, yeah, he doesn't want to be surpassed. And you know, he's already talking about number eight, which is crazy to me. Whatever. Get get yo, get your I'm championship. Just like, At calm this point. Down. 
Sit down. You got me. You got you got me on on your way because you're the greatest of all time. You know what I mean? I'm, mm-hmm. I'm a Brett Favre guy, right? Unfortunately, I call him MAGA Brett because he be saying some shit. He said some shit about Simone Biles. I mean, about Naomi Osaka. I ain't like. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That she should basically be available for the media because she gets paid. And listen, Brett, I love you as a player, dog, but as an adult. Watching you talk, it is the most disheartening motherfucking thing in the world. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Not going to touch too much on that. Because people consider Brett one of the greatest of all time. Listen, you're not the greatest of all time. You got one Super Bowl and uh, I think, you know, two or three Super Bowl appearances and like three MVPs. You up there, but you're not the greatest of all time. The Tom Brady is greatest of all time. When you talk about hockey... You know, maybe Sidney Crosby may be that guy, but the greatest of all time in hockey is Wayne Gretzky. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I just think the terms get, you know, you know, you could pay homage to the athlete without calling him the greatest of all time. I think the term just gets overused way too much, right? Like, we, we talk about basketball, right? Mm-hmm. Who's the greatest of all time, LeBron James or Michael Jordan? Now, LeBron James is a unique case right because he has a little bit of that muhammad ali right mm-hmm. not to the sense of, of muhammad because muhammad was like i'm not gonna fight for for america because y'all not oppressing the via Kongs ain't oppressing me y'all over here oppressing me Le- lebron ain't on that mm-hmm. but lebron has done a lot and a tremendous amount of stuff for social against social injustice here in america right so he could, be, he could be considered the greatest of all time because of his impact off the court. You know, his four MVPs, his four finals MVPs. He got four rings compared to Jordan six, but his social injustice impact. You know, Jordan was like, yo, everybody wear, you know, even Republicans wear my shoes. I was like, damn, Republicans, nigga. <laughs> You're the Republicans. So, uh, LeBron could probably be, when his career is done, could probably be considered the greatest of all time. Guys like Jordan didn't touch on political issues. Because, you know, he mm-hmm. wanted to be Michael Jordan. Everybody wanted to be like Mike. That's white people, court, brown people, that's yellow people. Greatest of all on time. On the court, he could be the greatest of all time. Right? Because and of the six and all final, six MVP. Like, what yeah. constitutes the greatest of all time? Because is it just about skill? Is it also about political impact? Is it also about social impact? Is it about the amount of people that think you're the greatest of all time? Or is it purely based on statistics? Like there are so many things to consider, which I think is why everybody throws the term around so loosely. Like you see a player on the on the football field, like get a touchdown. It's like, ah, he's the GOAT. He won the game for us. Like everybody's going on. In that moment, he's the greatest of all time. In that moment, you're the greatest of all time. I get it. I, I agree. I agree, man. Some people would consider Randy Moss the greatest of all time. You know, mm-hmm. Megatron. I, for me, it's Jerry Rice. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, some people say Julio Jones. He's probably the greatest right. in the game right now. Right you now. Know? But, so you know, him. Thing. Can your name stand the test of time? Yeah. Because, like, we still talk about Jerry yeah. Rice. Like, yeah. it's really the test of time that tells who is the actual GOAT. Like, if you can mm-hmm. still reach back into, um, like, for example, like, working in film, we reference Stanley mm. Kubrick a lot. And that's not, yeah. and, like, Stanley Kubrick, 
the films are like dated, but they're still classic pieces of cinematography that we can reference yeah. and yeah. understand that's like, this is a great piece of art and culture and we still use it to this day. So in the game, it's like, can you reach back to other players and reference mm-hmm. their game? And like, that's what I want to do. That's what I want to be study the way that they move, the yeah. way that they trained, like just to be like yeah. them. That's yeah. that for me is what constitutes the greatest of all time. If I can reference mm-hmm. you and trying to do better myself. I agree. You can't be considered the greatest of all time while you're playing, unless you're dominating the game like Simone Biles. You know what I mean? Like, unless... Mm-hmm. Listen, too many too many people won under LeBron's watch on some real shit. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, you look at what um, Jordan... Who Jordan stopped? It was like, damn, so there's a lot of players who aren't Hall of Fame. I mean, they're Hall of Famers, but they're not championship players. Charles Barkley, you know what I'm saying? Patrick Ewing, Reggie Miller. You know what I'm saying? Like, the list goes on. You know what I'm saying? Um, too many people ate while LeBron was playing. Too many people ate. Too many players ate while LeBron was playing. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, you, you know who my goat is for basketball. So, yeah, you know. Listen. <laughs> you know. Uh, and listen, a lot, a lot of people didn't eat when Kobe was playing. You know what I'm saying? They were like, oh, you know, he had a shot. Well, LeBron James had D-Wade. Chris Bosh turned around, had Kyrie Irving, Kevin Love, turned around, had uh, Anthony Davis, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I can't consider you to, I mean, and listen, Le- Jordan had Scottie Pippen and Dennis Rodman and even Horace Grant. But the greatest of all time to me is Kobe, Jelly Bean, Bryant, all right? Because, yeah, he has Shaq. Shaq was chasing rings after he left Kobe. He went and played with D-Wade, got that ring in 06. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Try to play with LeBron in Cleveland. I ain't work out too good. And Kobe won championship with Paul Gasol. Kobe won championship with Lamar Odom. Yeah. Guys who ain't you ain't really going to remember in the game of basketball. Like, and some real shit. Right? Kobe Bryant, to me, is the greatest of all time. Doesn't have the most rings. Didn't have the most social impact off the court. So people are gonna give it to LeBron James. That's fine. People are entitled to their opinion. I want to talk about. So we had this. I had this topic, and we're not gonna stay on it too long. Where we was talking about, you know, these, I guess, goat teams, these super teams, super teams. When, which I hate so much. Super teams. They can be considered the greatest of all time if they go on a run, but we're not gonna use that term because we just talked about yeah. for like ten minutes how much we hate. <laughs> People who are playing now, we consider to go. Uh, but one of the most super-powered OT, OP teams right now in the Brooklyn Nets. And Charles Barkley talked about them. Charles Barkley said how he's rooting against the Brooklyn Nets. How do you feel about that comment, Shay? Honestly, I kind of get it. Um, mm-hmm. To me, I've always grown up rooting for the underdog. And it yeah. probably came from being a Giants fan because we haven't had the best season. Oh, man. <laughs> but, so y'all dealt um, with perseverance. Of course. Like, and for me, yeah. that's always, that's the best game. That's the most impressive. That's the most entertaining um, experience for yeah. me. When the underdog, yeah. despite all circumstances, rises up and takes the win. So from Charles yeah. Barkley's standpoint, he's not saying that he's rooting against the Nets because the Nets are a bad team. He understands, yeah. like, 
the arsenal oh. uh, that they yeah. currently have and yeah. how dangerous they are right now. But he yeah. doesn't want to see them win because one, like we said in previous shows, that's a boring game. Yeah. Nobody it's wants soulless to see that. New York team. Like honestly, it sounds like a blowout, and like that's not interesting to me. Like if I'm watching yeah. when I'm watching Super Bowl and it's something like twenty-seven and zero, like scores something, like it's a blowout and it's boring. Yeah, it's a blowout. I, yeah, yeah, and I don't want Tom that. Brady want Super Bowls. Boring, unless he's playing yeah. the Giants. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, I, yeah. Those like, are classic Super Bowls, though. Of course, the most entertaining, where the underdog mm-hmm. took the win, and that's the thing. Yes. I like to see that head-to-head, like combative play style. I like to not know who's gonna win. I like to be yeah. like, oh my god, it's down to the last minute. That's what we want, and I think yeah. that's what Charles Barkley is saying. I think he's yeah. he didn't say the Nets are gonna lose. He said I'm rooting against the Nets yeah. because he doesn't want to see a super team win because that's boring. It's not entertaining. Yeah. Easy. I win. agree. I agree. So. This is what I want to say. The Brooklyn Nets should win the NBA championship, right? There's few times I felt like this in my life, and I'm going to probably tell my age a little bit. In 2006, um, I was probably junior year of college, and I heard – no, sophomore year. And I heard the Miami Heat 2006 assemble team that was, you know – was the the roster on paper and i was like oh they're gonna win the championship there's 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 no reason why they wouldn't win the championship and that year they won the championship they were down 0-2 Dwayne wade decided to go off and win four games straight that was d wade's third year in the league right Mm -hmm. um second time i felt like that was when the golden state warriors and they had a drought huge drought of not being being relevant and for years, right? And um, listen, I felt like that team automatically was going to win a championship, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, third time I felt like that was the Brooklyn Nets. And I agree with Charles Barkley that while I'm from Brooklyn and it's great for the city of Brooklyn, I just don't care because I love competition. Right. Um, people don't know this about me. Was always a Kobe Bryant fan. Actually, didn't really care. Actually, really, (laughs) yeah. Crazy thing. Actually, really didn't care for Kobe. Number eight, Kobe. They were too OP'd. You know what I'm saying? That was another Mm -hmm. OP Lakers team. That O one to O that O no that 2000 to 2002 Lakers team was OP'd. Mm -hmm. Right. I was actually rooting for the Pistons in O four when the Lakers lost to them because the Mm -hmm. Lakers were just too powerful. I didn't care. It wasn't until Kobe Bryant's second season, well, first season without Shaq, where I see this dude go off and he's really trying hard to win, you know, take his team to the playoffs and win championships. That's why I became a Kobe Bryant fan, like 05, 06, 06, 07. I don't care about the OP teams, never care, you know, because it's just boring, like you said. It's not Mm -hmm. fun. It's not interesting. And I think Charles Barkley is right to root against them. I call them the soulless New York team. I'm, I'm rooting for the New York Knicks, even though they're out. Uh, it's just not fun. I don't care. And I think there needs to be some parity in the league. I know some people say, oh, there's never been parity in the league. And I hear you, but, man, come on. The Brooklyn Nets is way too stuff. I mean, they're doing this without James Harden, who's an MVP-level player. Mm-hmm. 
this is how potent the Nets are. They're well, the way Nets, too stopped. They're way too stopped. Yeah. If the Nets win a championship without James Harden, I'm okay. That's better than any of the championships that Kevin Durant won in Golden State. I'm fine mm-hmm. with that. But if James Harden there and they win a championship, I really don't care. But mm-hmm. listen, producer lady is saying that time is up. And that's because I know I have my timer up because you didn't think I was going to have my timer up. <laughs> but listen, I want to thank you guys for coming, tuning in to another episode of Let's Be Real. If you have any questions and comments, make sure to hit us up at lbrstalk at gmail.com. Um, make sure to check the Facebook blog where Big Sherm does a good job of posting content in between episodes. Check us out on YouTube later on if you didn't catch this episode live or you can just catch in the end of this episode. And uh, also, you know, follow us on Instagram. You can give us some just you can DM some suggestions and comments within their topics you would like for us to talk about. And uh, I want you guys to join the rest rest of your Sunday. Shay, I want to thank you for joining. And, uh, you. you know, producer lady, thank you for doing your thing. And uh, yeah, that's an, I just spit all over the mic. Oh, my God. All right. But I'm a little drunk, but that's OK. Well, <laughs> I, <laughs> I want to thank you guys for Tune in to another episode. You guys enjoy the rest of your Sunday and fuck Monday because it's a, you know, who who likes Monday? All right. Peace. All right. Thank you Peace. guys. <laughs> Bye. All right.